Sean Johnson of the Chicago Fire Major League Soccer team. If you could use one word to describe this dinner, what would it be? Corkscrew. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like and it. he named it right. And he, yeah. Not the, what did you call it the first time? The blind turn. <laughs> <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. My name is Ryan Eversley, and I'm sitting alongside my co-host, Sean Heckman. Hello. Sean, where are we right now? We made it to Georgia. Finally. So uh, if we want, we can find some fireworks. I don't or think I can bring back to Los Angeles with me. We can maybe get you a shotgun. Yes, and I could blow my head off. <laughs> it's been a fun trip. Yeah. But in any case, we are wrapping up our trip, actually. Uh, we have been driving. Uh, we are now in the final state of a 20-state journey. That's right. Uh, we've been driving for the last 30 days, meeting up with uh, racers around the country to discuss a number of topics, learn about where they've come from, you name it, all so that we could deliver you, the audience, 27 free, free conversations, which you can turn around and then tell us that we're idiots. So <laughs> thanks. Uh, so next up, we, uh, we literally went from Jill Campbell in Monterey, California to Chicago, and uh, how many stops did we make, Ryan? I think we made like five stops total, but we did it in 34 hours. Yeah, five stops for gas. Right. How many hotel stops? Zero. Yep. But we did learn about Rhino Rush, which is a ephedra-powered energy drink, and learned that I can sing any song you put in front of me as long as I'm drinking ephedra and driving through the night. I learned that I have a probably unhealthy amount of trust in you as a driver. That's correct. In the middle of the night because I just slept. You were fine with and that. And I was fine. Yeah. And uh, that was that. But anyway, so we get to Chicago. We made it. You're listening to this. We uh, head out to the south side and uh, of downtown and uh, met up with uh, Sean Johnson, who is uh, not a name you may necessarily know in the world of racing, but you would know him in the world of Major League Soccer. Yeah, Sean's a goalie for the Chicago Fire and uh, winner of the What You Got video series, sponsored by Continental Tire, with the use of a Lamborghini, which he talks about. And uh, and this is basically a very different conversation from other ones you're going to hear, because whereas everybody else we've met are, are experienced veterans of the sport in different capacities, Sean is the absolute opposite. He's a guy who really wants to get into racing and learn about it, and we thought that would be kind of a cool perspective to take over lunch. So uh, we answer a lot of questions for Sean. Really, Ryan and Sean kind of have a little love fest on on what the next steps are. For I really career. like the guy. He's awesome. <laughs> uh, and, and we talk about everything from, you know, what the next steps of his driving crew would be, uh, overcoming a few of the stereotypes that sometimes new drivers can kind of find themselves into. Uh, we we kind of trade war stories on uh, how race car drivers hit on girls versus uh, soccer players. That's right. All of this occurring at uh, Hub 51 in downtown. Yeah, I had the uh, skinny burger, which is called that because it's an old style, old fashioned burger where it's all flat and skinny. But it was really fattening and delicious. And uh, I had a chicken sandwich. Of course you did. So let's hear from Sean. And once again, thank you to Continental Tire. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. What we warn you about is we don't really cue it. We just go. Yeah, you're good. So, you're good. you know, so. So Hub 51. Okay. Uh, 
This place is cool. Do you look at the menu? No, I haven't looked at the menu yet. I didn't. So Sean doesn't eat really anything but chicken sandwiches. It is actually true. <laughs> and uh, I didn't see a chicken sandwich. No. They have chicken stuff. I'm gonna lose my. Sh oh wait, no. There's a slow. Ro there's a roasted chicken French dip. So I guess you could do that. There's something called the skinny, so that's off. That actually looks really good, though. It's like a thin patty burger, right. which is more my style, like the old-fashioned. They got some good stuff. Some soft and tacos. then they have sushi, which is funny to me. Bounce all, yeah, literally a variety of things, from sushi to tacos to salads and chicken sandwiches. It's crazy. It's really good, though. Um, atmosphere is cool. Yeah. Uh, is this so you come here to look at girls? Because I've seen a couple, like there's a table yeah. of two there, there there's two there. There are, there are a, a, a quite a bit of good-looking girls here. Yeah. Um, especially this side, this side's uh, the happy hour side. Nice. The other side's more the dinner side, so people come right. after work, hang out on the side. It's right. packed, first right. come, first right. serve. Um, better crowd on this side than that side. Sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, they have a good brunch too. At least we just missed the brunch cutoff, but the brunch is actually excellent too. Yeah. So, yeah. It's the girls. Yeah, you can tell by like his face. It's like, yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> I wanted to, I can't really pull the soccer card, but I figured if I had a headset and a podcast, maybe they'd look. Yeah. <laughs> they, definitely, <laughs> definitely eye candy, but, uh, <laughs> but no, my, it's funny, when you said that, my girlfriend's friend actually works here. Oh, nice. So, yeah, nice. she's got eyes on me all the time. So I was just about to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I, can, I can look, but I can't, I Anybody, can't look too long. Yeah. Where, where is she from? Yeah, she's from D.C. Uh, so she can scrap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's not afraid. To yeah, you don't want to make her upset, or <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> How, so, so uh, with with the girls, uh, uh, does the does the soccer thing? We were just talking about this with race car drivers. Like yeah. you can't. I mean, I'm not a racing driver anymore, but but uh, a guy like Ryan, you can't just throw that out as like the first line because if you're doing that, you're inherently a douche. Right. We, right. We, this comes up because I dated a girl in Chicago years ago, and we were talking about it this morning. And I said, did I, uh, I didn't tell you what I did there. And basically, I, I was very inebriated. Yeah. And uh, it was post-race at Road America. Okay. So that she was in Milwaukee at the time. Yeah, I was there. And uh, oh, this is like five oh, years ago or whatever. But um, yeah. uh, basically, I drunkenly went over and said to her, did they tell you I'm a race car driver? And she was like, no. <laughs> and didn't talk to me for a year. And then we started dating. Like, I had a year to work back up to it. So. Yeah. What happens when you tell a girl you're a soccer player? Yeah, it's it's one or two one or two things. Either she falls head over heels instantly, <laughs> or she is that real? Are you telling the truth? I, hundred percent. No really? way. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, well, they hear professional athlete and sure, they're sure. they're all for it. Right. Or it's they have no clue who the fire is. You look an idiot, and now yeah. you have to backtrack and right. then try so to explain. When you say I work, not for that Chicago. I've done this before, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, because how long have you been with your girl? Uh, a year now, a okay. little over okay. a year. So yeah. back in the in the old days. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. when you said, when you said uh, I work for Chicago Fire, they say like thank you for your service, and then. Well, they, they, I get firefighter. Uh, <laughs> I get the TV show now. There's a TV right, show. Right, there's a show called That's Chicago. Right. So yeah. Everything they film plus have you soccer. Seen that show, by the way? No, I haven't. It is amazing. They film. They uh, film actually by where yeah. I live. Oh, do they really? Because yeah. a lot of times they'll just shoot exteriors and then yeah. shoot it all in LA. But uh, the show is, if you haven't seen Chicago Fire, it is well worth it because I am pretty sure when the writers are sitting there in the room, kind of figuring out the stories, they all know the deal. Yeah. Like they all know. Like guys, what? Like I'm sure somebody pitches a story and like, wait a minute, that's a real story. What are you doing? You know, because it's literally just. 
what are you, talented? Get out of here. Get out of here. We can't have you. Because it is just incredibly good-looking people with no shirts on. It's amazing. So it's Baywatch with fire. Yeah. But where it's good is it's completely unapologetic. They're just like, it's out there. They're not trying to make a good show. They're just like, screw it. It's Chicago Fire. What do you want? Yeah. Soccer is probably the last option that people choose when you say the fire. So Yeah. They're like, what's what do you mean? Yeah. So I would think with the ladies that the soccer thing – um, like it's obscure enough that it's kind of hip, at least in the U.S. Maybe not, but uh, like, <laughs> like it's. it's you know I'm saying, like, you date an NBA player, or an NFL player, or something like that. Like, uh, not anybody can do that, but it's, but it sounds a little too made up. Like you're yeah. walking around telling your girlfriends, but like, oh, he's a professional soccer player. You sound like a man of the world. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not the worst thing. So I feel like yeah. NBA, NFL, NHL, like, all have this whole, you know, uh, I guess. Like a stigma? Yeah, the yeah. stigma behind them, like, professional athletes in those sports, either football, <coughs> like, out all the time or whatever. Baseball, same city. thing. Yeah. Basketball is a little bit more, like, you have your superstars. That I'd never see Derrick Rose ever in the city. I've not seen him right. once since I've moved here. Um, but those sports have a little bit more of a bad rep than soccer. Sure. And soccer is just, like, a whole mystery thing. So it's, like, it's actually kind of cool. Like, it plays to your advantage if they want to know more about soccer. But if they get about soccer, then right. – so yeah. do you throw it out first first line, or do you hope that they discover it like by Google searching you or whatever? I never throw it out. Okay. Yeah, ever. That's, that's the way to do it. And yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sometimes we'll like play it, play. Well, we used to play a joke. Like I'd go with my teammates and <laughs> would say, "All right, so what's the answer going to be if they ask you where you work?" And make up something completely random out there. Sure. Um, you could say the fire, but then you had you couldn't say you're a player. It had to be like ticket sales. Right, or you're right. in Marketing. like management <laughs> yeah. and like explain right. like what you Product did. Development. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. sell yeah. Accurus. Yeah. yeah, I sell Accurus, and now I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's worse than being a race car driver. <laughs> right. I'm going for the sympathy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we do all all types of stuff. You hurt your shoulder, right? Yeah. Was yeah. That in yeah. a game or My in labor. practice? Um, kind of like an ongoing thing. Oh, okay. So right, right, right. yeah, so just wear and tear over the years. Um, yeah. You feel like I felt it to start the season. Um, like it was painful, but I could push through it, and then it became unbearable so what's um, the most normal is that a normal injury for soccer players or for uh, overhead athletes like yeah. pitchers um some football players uh, any like swimmers yeah. um anything with a lot of rotation in that joint either rotator cuffs labrum so, right do goalies that. get more injured than uh no than actually um usually this is my first injury that's really carried me out yeah since, okay. my, since i started so um 2010 yeah i had a torn quad for maybe a week and a half two weeks but yeah. came back from that pretty quickly and this yeah. is Six weeks. Do you call so. it football with your friends? I call it soccer. You do call it soccer. <laughs> I do. All right, I do. good. Like I'm not. Damn I'm American. not. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you. No, because I, I. No, no. This, this is an ongoing theme, but I have this pet peeve with with Americans trying to sound fancy in Europe. Yeah, we talked about it on every podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and and so like I have this pet peeve. Like I, I'm like anybody. I watch the World Cup when it comes around. Um, but what I can't stand is the people who all of a sudden will get on. Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, pontificate on all these expert opinions they have about how USA is going to do against Germany or whatever, you know, and uh, you look at a year like 2015, which is, you know, we're a couple years out yep. from the next one, and where are they now? They're not commenting on soccer, and, and you must deal with a lot of these faux experts that show up once every four years or I so. mean, yeah, it's, it's common in the sports world. I mean, I won't... Uh I won't say too much because I'll get yes, you can. hammered yeah. by Chicago fans. No, no, we're going to get here, into so that. Screw them. Yeah. Yeah. So Chicago Cubs. Um, <laughs> yeah, the lovable losers. Like, yeah. That's what they call them. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I, went to, I went to Wrigley to check out their first uh, playoff game in the NLCS. Oh, that had to have been crazy. And it was nuts. Yeah. But I'm like, how, what percentage of people in here actually right. give a shit about baseball 
besides yeah. the fact that you're watching the Cubs. Right. You yeah. know, and it's it's crazy. Like, I feel like that's how sports are. Like, yeah. That's how it is with, yeah. with soccer, how it is with when right. the World Cup comes around, you'll see, like, so many more fans pop up than you've heard. You know, right. it's been it's been dead for, for but so do long. But do they then have the gall to throw their faux expertise at you about, you know, oh, you know what the fire really need? Oh, is. yeah. I mean, yeah. You, get, you get that all the time from fans. Like, really? you, have, you have a tons, tons of coaches out there, tons of – but you just got to – Get past it. I mean, people people it. have their opinions, you know. Right. So, yeah. Do you guys right. get recognized on the streets? Um, more so, more so probably in the past couple of years than my first few. Oh, really? Why is that? Um, maybe because the sport's grown. Maybe uh, just from living here and, and playing. Then you're yeah, as a exactly. Player. Yeah. So like this, this actually this area, River North. Yeah. Um, probably one of my favorite areas, like restaurants, um, places to hang out, chill, whatever. So that this is probably like the area I come to most. So right. if I'm walking around, this is probably the most. Um, probably the most expected that I'll find somebody that, that recognizes me. But the South Loop where I live, I'll go to the grocery store and once every 12 trips, I'll find like a kid or yeah, a yeah, fan. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, do do Chicago athletes all hang out together? Um, not really, to be honest. Okay. I mean, I, I, I haven't really seen many athletes out. I've seen a f- football player here and there. Um, so there's not like some city function? You I've have never to hung out with Patrick Kane, if that's what you're asking if I yeah. knew who that was, I'd say, yeah. Maybe. Hockey player. Yeah. 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 Okay. My, my Blackhawks history goes yeah. to, like, Jeremy Roenick, and that's about it. <laughs> I don't really know much. So Maybe too soon with all he was involved in. But You're giving us too much credit. What's that? You're giving us too much credit. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I mean, I've been trapped in a car with this guy for, like, for well, months. Well, that's all the city talks about is hockey and, right. you know. So. Yeah. Now, in the racing world, with the exception of a few NASCAR guys, for the most part, racing drivers, professional racing drivers, are not exactly getting rich off of what they're doing. There's a perception in the outside world that they are. And I have to assume you guys are in a very similar boat, that you're yeah. probably making okay money, but yeah. not exactly NFL. Right. So Some players are, some players aren't. Um, yeah, the, I think the minimum the minimum wage in our league is like $60,000 right. a year. So right. it used to be... My first year was like eighteen thousand five hundred. Right. So you made more. Baller. Yeah. You made yeah. more. You made more working minimum wage. Yeah. You might yeah. just get a real job. Yeah. yeah. Um, like. And setting up for a life after soccer. I mean, you're just that's not an income that you can't. Yeah. 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 But the crazy thing is, like, no one. I feel like no one really has an idea of that. Like, like I talked about earlier. Like, we when you say professional athlete, they go, "He's wow. rich. Yeah. He's got a plane. This is great. Right. Yeah. But the reality is, like. In our sport, there's probably I'd probably say about half of the team that makes probably somewhere around that minimum wage mark, right. and then you have you two know, superstar guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you went to Road America, what was the? I mean, obviously, it was like Continental wanted you guys to come up. It's yeah. Co-branding with the sponsorship of the series and the sponsorship of your league. What were you expecting when you got there? Because you, you've always had an interest in cars, it mm-hmm. seems like, but. That's your first, like, wow, like, here it is up front and personal, and you got to hang out with Jordan and Ricky Taylor. You guys did a road trip back, right? They're nuts, yeah. Yeah, they are absolutely nuts. That's yeah. To us, they're nuts, too. You know what I mean? It's it's not like we're like, no, that's normal. Yeah, if, they, if they're weird in the race world, I have to feel like they're – Yeah, yeah. E- exactly right. But, no, so it's, it's cool. Um, so that was my first actual race experience besides yeah. um, the Indy 500. Right. And that was cool, but it wasn't, you know, a circuit, so I, I figured – my, fr- my first time, I got my teammate Lavelle uh, to go to Road America, which was an unbelievable experience. Yeah. And I just think it's – I was waving the flag and just, like, seeing the cars just whiz by. Like, don't even know how fast they were going. Right. It was right. incredible. Um, I mean, I would, I would love to 
I, fought, I think I got in a fight with Sherry before Road to America because I wanted to, to ride in the, the GT3 yeah. instead of the uh, the Audi like beforehand. Like, like yeah, the streetcar or whatever. The hot lap or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we butt heads for like a solid like 30 minutes and then and I was okay with it. Huh. Yeah. Wonder why she didn't get you in. What's that? I don't, maybe you didn't. Did you start fitting in that car? Uh, I think she already like signed us up because like we had to go with Lavelle. And so it's me, Lavelle, oh, yeah, and one yeah. of my other guys. So we kind of all went yeah, together. Yeah, sure, sure. But <clears throat> yeah, definitely want to definitely want to get in uh, get involved. I mean, I've I've driven driven Road Atlanta. Um, obviously not anything crazy in like a BMX five BMW. Oh, okay. Like uh, you did the high performance like driving experience or whatever. Which all right. For me, this is this is where I get like frustrated. So I drive a three seventy Z. Okay. And. The car's been supercharged for a little bit, and I've gotten used to driving a faster vehicle. So then when I go drive... You get into like a Z3 or something. Right, and then so I'm driving that around a track, or I go to the Autobahn, and it's kind of the same thing. Right. Um, and then I think, I can't remember what car it was at Road Atlanta, but I'm pretty sure it was a Z3 Roadster at Autobahn. And I'm like, like chugging along, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Um, and I guess learning how to handle a car... At lower speeds, but I think if they gave me a car that was fast as shit and set me on the track and was like, yo, be like cautious at first and build your way into it, I think I would have like, well, I'm not the like average person just starting out. Like, I feel like I have a little bit more experience than driving you're, a car like that around a track. You're describing the perfect typical Skip Barber student. Yep. <laughs> This so is so <laughs> they set they set all right so yeah in Atlanta <laughs> they put me in like the the Mazda MX five or something yeah, yeah. Like, some something I don't know. yeah that that's what it was yeah. like to do the autocross and I was like that's cool but I don't want to do this so <laughs> I got my yep. I got my car on the autocross okay. he's like cool cool so, cool so I'm gonna pl I'm gonna do this back to you now okay all right this so as a pro race car driver and I worked at Skip Arbor okay. and rode Atlanta when it was Panos Racing School okay the my rebuttal to that would be me going to the stadium tomorrow and being like, hey, I, I feel like I can probably block a soccer ball. Can I go ahead and get in there? Right, right, right. You know okay. what I mean? Fair but, enough, fair enough. But the like, difference yeah, like is, is like, like a prototype. If, like, I yeah, if I screw it up, I'm probably not going to hurt myself. Well, I'm a, I probably hurt myself. I'll definitely find a way to do that. But you're but not it, putting people it's not at risk. Cause, <laughs> well, yeah. it's not going to be a $70,000 yes, mistake, <laughs> you know. That's um, fair. That's fair. So I, But I get it because the way I like to do things is like I'm – very rarely the guy that wants to like maybe we should do a dry run here and work our way up to it it's like let's do this right, which is yeah, kind of how this came together yeah. it was like There's okay let's just yeah. go to texas yeah yep. <laughs> you know yep. um so i hear you but on this and i'm, I'm defending skip barber Ugh. no but yeah, i'm like, with you a collection so of people like so like all of america has skip barber as an option yeah right. so they have to be i guess cognizant of that and be like exactly and and there have been times in my instructing career where I'm like, okay, this guy's pretty switched on. I think we could step him up. And then you move him to the next level, and it's right. the biggest crash ever. And you're like, yeah. okay, I just told that guy he was ready to go. Right. So there's a big, like, personal concern. And then when you know the person, and, and especially if it was somebody with celebrity status right. as yourself shows up, yeah. you're like, I can't be the guy that lets this guy go get hurt. Right. You know, I won't be allowed to Well, anymore. and here would be the other thing as far as racecraft. Um, a lower horsepower, sort of less exciting car, an MX-5 or something like that. This is going to sound weird, but but there's truth in this, and, and feel free to disagree, Ryan, but uh, a lower horsepower car is going to exaggerate your mistakes yes. in the sense of correcting them. And, and it's good to cure that now while you're still sort of developing. I would agree with that. I mean, I, I would think 
especially like I went out there to Road Atlanta and it was pissing down rain. So that was my that was my first. Uh, That's my first fire. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but I was on I was on the skip pad to start, and so like then the rain slowed slow, slow down, um, started to slow down, and then it became like a little drizzle, and then it was just a damp surface. And I was like, well, this is awesome to learn. I'm, I'm thinking the instructor's like, holy shit, like, <laughs> this is the worst. But he's like, yo, this is the best time to learn. Yeah, and that was a good, yeah. Especially on that skid pad, there's nothing to hit. Yeah, yeah. So I was in I was in their car to start, and I was like, all right. So we're going around this, you know, skid pad, and we're doing the, uh, um, I guess it was wet. They they, they even wetted even more, and we're right. going around in circles. It's a sealed, like how it's to a sealed asphalt, too, yeah. so the water doesn't run away. Right, so yeah. learning, learning, how to, learning how to deal with, with oversteer. And I was like, and understeer. I was like, perfect. So we're in this car, and I find, like, it takes me a little bit to get the hang of it and get in the hang of it, whatever. Um, as soon as I get in my car, maybe it's because I've driven it a long so, time. And this is your street car, your yeah. personal car. Okay. Yeah. It's a 370? 370. Yeah. I literally was just going around and around and around and around. He's like, yeah, well, you have more power to deal with. You have more, and like you said, exaggerating your mistakes. You don't yeah. have as much power. So if you make a slight mistake, it's, it's way harder to recover up, right. than right. I could just completely just power yeah. through. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. so... Um, but it's cool. Then I ended up, I was like a kid in a candy store. So this guy, I guess he got he got comfortable and he's like, you know what? Cool. So I took my car, did was doing the autocross, took my car. I didn't take my car on the track. Um, Smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially with the, the no, wet surface. Nothing worse than having to go home on the wrecker yeah. with your own car. Yeah. Daily. Yeah. Yeah. How many times did that happen? Oh, man. We used to do this thing called track days, which I think they might yeah. still do up there. Yeah. We used to do it like twice a month and it was a big Big hit. Lots yeah. of people showed up. And this guy came once in a green Mustang GT Cobra, like this is 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh, him and his kid, <clears throat> and he's out there beating the piss out of this thing. I mean, like giving it one like it's his last day on earth. And you're just like, man, this guy is like on the brink. And, and we can't tell him to stop. Right. We can tell, and we are telling these guys, like, hey, you're making mistakes. Like, don't get carried away. Don't get hurt. Right. And this guy comes into turn 12, which is the big downhill right-hander yep. on the front straightaway, and just destroys the thing, like hooks the wheels back in yeah. and just massive, like, and your, uh, you know, nose, tail, nose, tail, nose, tail, spinning all the way down the front straightaway. And uh, his kid's with him, and his kid comes back to bring the helmet that they had rented, and he's limping. And oh I'm God. like, he's like 15-year-old kid. I'm like, are you all right? He's like, yeah, my ankle. We're going to go to the doctor. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, is your dad okay? And he's like, he's really pissed. He sold that car yesterday on eBay. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Just like, like that. He's like, the car was sold. And so what he was doing was he's like, okay, I'm going to go one last <coughs> hurrah. Right. So it was a little bit like, okay, well. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But he already sold the car and it gets destroyed. Well, and so to put that sort of in soccer terms, you know, like Ryan was saying, as far as just jumping in all of a sudden thinking he's ready to be a goalie, you know. Which they, I am. There's a he may be. Can <laughs> 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 um you know, there's, there's something to be said. If, if, if you can't make the improvements that you need to make at sort of the, the skip barber levels yep. or the track day levels, then you're simply not ready just because you can have the nicer car or the faster car. Right, it doesn't sure. necessarily make you qualify. Sure. And we see that even at the pro levels where there's guys in there All who the maybe time. shouldn't be, uh, but they want to be in the big show. Exactly. You get a guy or a kid. I saw a guy at Road America that was in R8. Uh, I'm not sure who it was, but sh like I think Sherry's explaining to me that he wasn't quite to the level of the other drivers or he was just starting out and he was just doing yeah doing it for fun at Road America okay we probably know who it is we probably know who it is so yeah I'm like sure like what like why is he considerably slower than every other there's something wrong with that car she's like no nothing nothing's wrong with that car and I'm like well it looks like a sweet like it's a sweet ride like I mean someone should be like driving it properly you know she's like yeah well he's just 
you know, he's 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 new, newer to the sport, getting used right. to it. So, but I feel like Road America is not the time to really like. Yeah, a it's not a track to sort of yeah. learn. Here's exactly. where the difference between racing as a sport and racing as a business comes in. Okay. Because the reality is, is that almost. 50% of the cars you saw at that race were being paid for by the guy driving it, and then the other 50% were either manufacturer-assisted, right. and then, and it, or maybe let's say 49% were manufacturer-assisted, like yeah. factory BMW team, factory yep. Corvette team, et cetera, and then like 1% of them has an actual sponsor that's paying yeah. for the whole thing. Gotcha. It's, so very, it's very much privately funded by what we call somebody. gentlemen drivers, which yep. are hobbyists or people that are aspiring to one day be a pro or a paid yep, driver. Exactly. So it's almost as if I could plunk down a check right now for 75 grand and right. I could play in your game tomorrow. Right. And so you're going to see me out there sweating and throwing up because I'm definitely not in shape to do it. But wearing the jersey and to the casual sports fan that just walked into the beer be like, oh right. yeah, that guy, he's a soccer player. How do you, how do you like make adjustments like for those drivers? Because like, alright, well if they don't know the correct race line or they do something that's not protocol, you know, for you know, a racetrack, then I have to adjust what I'm doing to make sure they're not injured and I'm not running my car off the track that I'm, you know, whatever, being paid a driver. It's a good question. In fact, in our, my type of racing, road racing, very often I don't see those guys except once an hour because that's when I would finally get the chance to lap them right. or, or they would lap me if they were in a higher class but in a slower right. situation. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Damned if you do, damned if you don't. That guy's paying someone to drive yeah. with him. He's paying for a team of mechanics yeah. to be there, and he's keeping a, a program running. And at the same time, he could also kill me. Right. So it's one of those things where you're like, okay, that's a bit of the risk that we're dealing with. And it's that team and that guy's job to figure it out. So he generally has a coach or a co-driver that's also coaching him right. and making him better. And so to, to relate to you, oh, wait, actually. Oh, so, sorry to interrupt you. So there's, sometimes there's teams with professional driver and then very often right yeah so they're, they're paired together so sure. it, right. especially at the at the weather tech level in imsa almost all of them are a pro-am combination so it's it, like right i've got this person to fund it and i've got a professional driver to help me along exactly. and make sure that we're successful and that i have fun at the same time exactly right that is 100 exactly. percent it okay. and so for a lot of these guys this is their vacation they don't yeah have a yacht they don't have a helicopter and i'm okay thanks and uh, I'm done. Thank you very much. Or they have all of those. Or they have all of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. <laughs> so um, this is their vacation, yeah. and then you're like the caddy. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're you're their golf caddy. So it's like, okay, cool. Set my car up for me. Tell me which club I need to use. Right. What right, gear right, should right. I yep. use? And it's yep. the same kind of mentality. And oftentimes, like in sprint racing, you don't even drive. You're just there to coach. Yeah. So to relate to you, because I know you know the person, and it'll kind of answer your question. Yeah. At the first race I did this year in World Challenge, there was three classes, and I'm in the fastest class, and the slowest class is a Porsche Cup car, and a guy named Preston Calvert's driving it, and Andrew Davis is Preston's coach. Okay. So I'm going around the track, and I notice every time I go to lap this guy, which is probably like once every 15 or 20 minutes, that he's not looking in his mirrors when he turns in. So I'll think he knows that I'm there and I'm about to pass him, and he just turns in yeah. on me. And if I don't check up or drive through the grass, we're going to wreck. Right. And I went over to Andrew right off the bat. And, and this is where, like, knowing the sport works. I go to Andrew. I don't go to the guy and embarrass him or make him upset. Right. I go to his coach or his team manager or whatever, but I know Andrew very well. So I just went over and I'm like, hey, uh, not hating on your guy, but 
was like three times now that he's yeah. turned in. I know he's new, and I know you're working with him. So right. here's the information. At the end of the season this year, he was one of the few guys in that class that I could absolutely trust every time I was lapping him really? because he was checking his mirrors. Right. Andrew worked with him on right. it. And, and um, that guy actually got rookie of the year in his class, which I was really happy for him. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like if I just never said anything and I was like, I guess I'll just deal with it, he might have killed Turned somebody. Right he might have wrecked right. something. He might have just got mad and gone home right. because he kept having this damage. And right. it's one of those things he's so new that he's got a million things going on at once in his head right, right, right. and also needs to look in the mirror. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's um, But that's kind of how it works. You know, okay. you go to whoever that is at that team and you build relationships as, as you know, I know you know uh, players from every team in the league, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So if a guy in that on like the uh, New York team is being a dick, you go to maybe his buddy and be like, "Hey, like is this guy a problem?" Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the same thing in racing. It's just that's cool. who you know and how you go to it, but it is a situation where that guy is paying. You right. know what I mean? He's not a hired gun, and right. when he is a hired gun, then generally that's on the upper management of the series. You know, right. your team owners and team managers, right. they talk to the other team owners and team managers right. like, what's with your guy? Right. Why right. is he always wrecking? Right. Um, so in, in in this case, it's like it's a you got to really be smart and political about how you handle that situation because you just go over and like, this guy's a dick. Yeah. Well, that guy might start going endurance racing the next year and need three guys to hire per race. Right, right, right. And right, I'm not right, going right. to get it's that call if I'm right. over there. For sure, and I for shouldn't because sure. I was being I guess that know, relates to the soccer world too, yeah. So it, it's, it's so much of it is the business side of it outweighs the sport side of it. Right. You know, like I, I tell a lot of kids when they ask me how to make it in racing, my first thought is like, are you rich? Do you have any money? Because right. someone's going to yeah. have to pay. Right. And then my next thing is like, you'll, you'll find the speed if you really are serious and passionate about it. But if you don't, have a good attitude. If, if nobody wants to hang around you, for sure. you're not going to get that job. Yeah. Like, you don't go to dinner with people who don't like. Right. You know? For sure. So for you're sure. not going to pay that guy. For sure. So that's, uh, that's kind of a very condensed version of it. But every time you watch a race, assume that half the people in it on any level are right. paying to be Particularly there. Particularly in the weather tank series. Like I said, like NASCAR Sprint Cup, a lot of those guys are, are the okay, real but, deal. Okay, but, but like F1. But yeah, F1, half them are. And that's the biggest series in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. IndyCar, half the grid. But, uh, Wait, F1 as well? Yeah, so if you look at guys like uh, a lot of it, and it doesn't mean that they necessarily have giant checkbooks themselves. Sometimes right. they bring in national money with them. They're right. Venezuelan and all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. You know, so something like that. Question, how ridiculous is what, like, Lewis Hamilton is doing right now? It's, it's, it's amazing, and I think it almost gets lost on us because it's so assumed that he's going to win, and we're used to seeing 100%. the years of... I feel, I feel like people don't appreciate like what he does race to race. Exactly yeah. right. If you look back at the years when Michael Schumacher was dominating right. a Ferrari, like six yeah. championships in a row or whatever it was, he people would actually bitch, like, oh, Schumacher's going to win again. And it's like, do you realize how... Harder. What he is doing yeah. is amazing, right. but instead people just bitch and, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. know, like oh, I don't like seeing the same car win all the time. Well, that I get, but in that series, it's an arms race, and right now Mercedes is you know the dominant force, For sure. and no one's going to stop them yeah. until this big thing will come in and change the rules, and then someone will figure it out. But if you look at his record, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. But because it's like so assumed he's going to win, people don't realize what he's doing is amazing. But right. I feel like in a hundred years, if you look back at the current his current results right. they're going to be like well right. there's 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 a couple of things that Hamilton has going against them which is unfortunate flat but, bill hats um, flat bill hats well so that's part one is that is I that think disrespectful when it comes to <laughs> no it's just a joke I was like I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, was like I did notice most, most brims are curved but <laughs> rightfully so world. Lewis Hamilton has taken a, a attitude to brand himself that is very un-Formula One like he's okay. got tattoos he takes selfies where his shirt's right. off and he's working out just another day at the gym. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Um, you know, like he's that guy with yeah. the flat brim hats and the whole thing. Well, the, the Formula One culture is older, 
stuffy white people. I don't know any other way to put it. And right. so because of that, they don't necessarily appreciate some 20-something-year-old kid that, that's, that's doing this. And right. so, um, and that's a fairly new thing for, for Hamilton yep. because he spent, well, he spent his entire career driving for McLaren, which is a very conservative, very traditional from brand. From go-karts all the way to F1. All the yeah. way to F1. Like 12 years. Exactly. Yeah. So because of that, he was always, he spent his whole career under very strict orders. You can't go around fashioning tattoos. You're not going to wear flat-brim hats. You're not going to take so selfies. So when he got out, he was like, So yeah, he went to Mercedes, he was like, party, Kardashians! Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, that, that was my Lewis Hamilton impression, by the way. So it's terrible it's like he's It's like he's at uh, lunch with us right now. Yeah. Um, but so people, so a lot of people just simply resent it because like, well, that guy's douchey when in fact, like, that makes him unique in, yeah. in a lot of ways. So. I, I feel like that's how it is sport to sport, too. Yeah, like yeah. Exactly. You find someone who's different, it's, who's well, yeah, so mean, dominant at what they do that you right. can't really say anything to them. That's why, like, like, people tell me all the time, like, I think he's a douche or, or I don't like him. I love the guy. That's, that's I awesome, do man. think some of his posts are a little bit like, look at me. Yeah. But I also think that he probably doesn't have a lot of people in his life that he truly can trust For or sure. For relate sure. to. I see a lot of his posts, and it's like him and his dogs. And I follow him on every form of, of social media because I do love the guy. But some of his posts, I'm like, man, this guy's alone. Right, like in all these right. hotel rooms, all these amazing meals and everything, it's him and his dog. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Or, or when he has a girlfriend, it's just those two. Because like in that sport, he's making what, like $100 million a year it's or something now? Ridiculous. No, it's not quite that. But yeah, it's, like it's, it's a lot of money. It's ridiculous. Like it's like yeah. really high up there. And, uh, and he's got his own jet. And right. he's winning every weekend. And I think he's got some issues internally when you see how affected he is by certain things. Right. Well, so the, the motorsport world is filled with, um, and this is something that, that would carry on if you're looking at, if you're if you're serious about looking at the sports car career yeah. sort of after soccer. The motorsport world, and I'm sure soccer is the same way, but the motorsport world is filled with haters. I mean, just people who yeah. just love to put out vitriol. So Lewis Hamilton fits into that perfectly because you want to be a soccer player, an NFL player. There's a very defined path. You, if you're if you're the top kid in your high school, you can go all American. If you're one of the top all Americans, you can get the, the opportunity to, right. to go to college and so on. Um, racing is not defined that way at all. It's very much defined by somebody who can afford the next opportunity. And there's a few exceptions here and there. Um, Hamilton, from a very young age, was sort of picked up by McLaren, and they sort of said, "You're our guy. We're going to fund you through everything if you're good enough." And he, right, and it, it, to his credit, he earned every next step he got because he won championships everywhere he went. But a lot of people honestly resent the fact that that you know he presented a unique opportunity for for McLaren to fund a kid, and, and there were a million other 11 year old kids right, who looked right, at right. that going, "Well, that wasn't me because this reason or that." Yeah. And so it never happened. But uh, so a lot of people, I think, inherently resent him for because sure. he was picked at a very young age. Quite frankly, because he was a minority, right. and that's how a lot of people look at yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. Even right, wrong. That's how they look at right. it. And, and so, um, so he's always going to get resentment for that, even though it's you know he's earned every keep he's gotten, as far as I'm concerned. But a funny thing about about Hamilton. And I, I, I like talking about him because it is so un F1 to have any sort of like, oh, he posted a Snapchat of something like, whoa, right. that's like, like nothing. If you're not you indulged in the racing world through and through 100% all day, every day, they, they expect you to. And when you see him and uh, Nico, they have like their beef, you know, and yeah. it's very like cold and. Mm. Well, he screwed up because on Snapchat a few weeks ago, which I started following him immediately because I'm like, I just got to see what this guy's doing. Yeah. He posts a video of Nico Rosberg kicking a soccer ball outside of the window of the of the hotel they were in or something. Yeah. And he was making comments at Nico, like Nico can't hear him, but they weren't like, I hate this guy comments. They were like, that's ah, Nico. So I almost uh, wonder if yeah. when they're in the they're like, I need to be this way because I'm on TV For and sure. this is gonna build the rivalry. But in real life it's like eh, Well and if yeah. you have a, if you have a if you have a specific team like 
Mercedes, who's just kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. Ha- you got to have some sort of storyline, right. so why not have a right. rivalry? Yeah. Yeah. But so I think he understands that, yeah. and that's why he's willing to be a little bit like, meh, whatever. How, how were you when you started racing? Uh, I didn't really get into racing until I was like, I mean, I was in it because my dad, but right. I wasn't driving until I was probably 13 doing really? carts, and okay. then I, I switched to cars when I was 16 or 17. Um, but I was only probably racing like two or three times a year because I we don't have any money. I was right. having to like work yeah. four race teams to pay to drive cars. Yeah. And uh, I got very fortunate that a couple of people gave me massive breaks. Right. But it was like if they didn't do that, right. I'm, I'm just never going to get the ride because yeah. I don't have any money. Yeah. How, how easy is it for you to adjust to different cars? So like say like some drivers drive a prototype and then they'll go drive like a GTD car. Right. Or like how do, how do you? It, it's at first when you're first starting out because I, I, I literally my first race was in a front wheel drive Nissan Sentra actually that's what I learned to drive stick on a Nissan Sentra yeah my uncle actually built one himself nice. we're going to be fine you're fine yeah that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, so the uh, Georgia thing crazy. to do yeah, yeah um, exactly and so he threw like a turbo in there and he built that engine and literally was like yo I'm going to teach you how to drive in this and right. cool so then I drove from actually Athens back to where I live when I, the first day I learned how to drive a stick, my dad's like, like you're go. driving home. I was right. like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, so every traffic light, I'm he's just like, like. He's looking for hills and yeah, stuff. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but it was cool. But, yeah, Central was the first the first car that I learned how to drive on. So the first time I, uh, which was actually quite different, uh, learning how to control that car than my 370 or 350 that I had before. Right. Completely different having a wheel. And I never knew until I actually got in the car and was like, all right, this is exactly what people are talking about. Right. Like, right. So. For the for the driving thing, when I was first starting out, it was like a big, it, it was like, you know, mess with my head because I'm like, man, because there, there's a stigma that comes along with drivers sometimes. Like, oh, he's a front-wheel drive guy or he's a prototype guy or an open-wheel guy or a GT guy. And very rarely do people get the respect they deserve that they can just figure out how to drive a race car. Right. You look at a guy like Juan Montoya, he's raced NASCAR, Formula yep. 1, IndyCar, yep. sports cars. He's good in everything. Yeah. He's the man. That's how old racers were. You yeah. know, AJ Foyt's and Dan Gurney's. They get anything and win. Um, and I always wanted to be that way. So anytime anyone offered me a drive in anything, I was like, yes, I'm, I'll drive it. I don't right. care. So I got to drive a bunch of really interesting stuff starting out because it was like you just take whatever opportunity you can get. Right. And you look at like a traditional open wheel guy. He starts in go-karts, and then he gets in like a Formula 2000 and a Formula Miles and Indy Lights and then a and then a IndyCar, hopefully. Right. And when you look at that, that guy's going to get into like a GS Mustang and be not the fastest guy because there's a lot more weight and, right. and heavy, uh, or sorry, uh, b- less braking capability, right. no downforce. Right. So anytime I had an opportunity, I just jump into anything yeah. I could. So now it literally is like just you go, oh, okay, I'll be able to drive this more aggressively. Right. Or I'll be able to drive that, you know, not as aggressively. Or, or how, how much of a difference between slicks and regular? Massive. Yeah. In fact, I, I tell people, because a lot of times people want to uh, – do track days and, and i'm like you know track days are cool and all but street tires don't work the way race tires right. do like when they lose grip they tend to can really lose grip in a slick you can kind of bring it back a little easier right so um i i think if you can go really fast on street tires when you get on slicks you're going to be really good yeah but street tires make me nervous on street cars on racetracks right. because that's where i see a lot of crashes right right uh, okay Noted. but when that's you put good. slicks on it's like night and day really yeah and it, here's a for anybody listening at home you're going to come across people trying to sell you things. I'm sure you already have with the Nissan. Yeah. I saw it. It's all kitted up and yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm sure there are guys that are like, oh, you need this 15 horsepower. You right. need this 10 horsepower right. chip. You need this, this, and this, and this. A good set of tires is like three seconds a lap. Okay. 
Okay. 15 horsepower is like a tenth. Right. You're not even going to notice it. Right. But a good set of tires will keep you going. And it's so funny to me how how much we see this crap with like track days and stuff. Like, oh, the new wing. And you're like, dude, I could take that wing off and smoke you. Why are you running on tires? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So for anybody listening. Yep. Yeah. And Continental and then, sells tires, don't they, Sean? They do. <laughs> so anybody out there in <laughs> need of new tires. <laughs> or general tire. Um, the, uh, uh, so the, and that's, that's kind of the, the phase two of sort of the racing career, if you're going to get entered, is, is, for lack of a better expression, the racing douche. And how to not be that guy. Right. So, you know, so the, the, the truth is you're going to show up on the scene and you're going to be this, this you know, good-looking 20-something-year-old soccer player. Oh, and give a shoot how, how, how long do you think you're going to play for soccer? Um, goalkeepers play until they're maybe about like 38. Okay, okay. so it'll be a so good-looking 38-year-old. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're going to be an okay-looking 38-year-old guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can't be as good-looking as you are now easy, at 38. Easy, easy. <laughs> he's now, he's he's now like, coming he's back like, at me He's like, don't compare earlier. me to you. Right. <laughs> right. He's, like, he's like, I'm not you. I was friend. generous to you once today, <laughs> and this is how you repay me. Um, I'm sure it's just like soccer in the sense it's an insular world. Everybody talks. Yeah. And there are some bells you kind of can't unring. So okay. if you show up on the scene as a guy who knows more than you really do, if right. you show up on the scene as a guy who's full of right. that gets around for sure. real fast okay. uh, with all the kind of catty girls. I feel like so you're just preparing him for you. Compared to you? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Like when I think we're all good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, man. No. Oh, just because I don't want to hate him. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're like, we're going to run into each the other. the guy again. I'm describing <laughs> is the guy I deal with all the time. And I, by guy, I mean sort of the archetypical guy. There's okay. not one specific person. Um, although there's hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to tell me who this guy was. was <laughs> Let like, me yeah. give you a list of names. You realize you're, uh, Rick Thompson. <laughs> I guess you can edit it out anyway. So you're um, but, uh, um, you know, if you're showing up in the scene and you're in your late 30s and you're coming as, a, as an ex-athlete, um, no one is assuming that you're there because you're there on, on driving talent. They're right. assuming you're there because you have sponsorship right. or you're rich okay. or something like that. Right. Accept that. Don't fight it. Because right. if you fight it, you're not helping anything. Right. Um, and so what's going to happen is two things. One, there are going to be some people out there who's like, this guy's green. I'm going to manipulate the <laughs> out of him. And, and, and there's a lot of them. I mean, countless. And for legal reasons, we won't say who right now. Um, but uh, uh, but to, to Ryan's point, the guy who sells you on that $50,000 upgrade that's going to buy you 15 horsepower. Right. Um, where it's like $2,000. Yeah, when it's yeah. set of tires is $2,000. Yeah. Or a, a track rental is worth only a few grand, and that's going to gain you the most time. Right, for the right. Next few days, you know? time. So yeah. it's, you know, it's really about finding a, a, a friendship network, a Ryan, a me, uh, an Andy Lally, somebody who's going to tell you the truth, right. um, who has literally no vested interest in your mind. Right, for you sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and, and those are the guys who are going to help you the, the, for the most part. And that's um, hard to find because yeah. I'm sure you get this on your side from, like, agents and, oh, yeah. and, and potential yeah, the sponsorship. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, buddy, but really what they're wanting is, like, how can I get my 10% right. off of you? Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. And you're going to come across that worse in racing because you'll be paying or someone will be paying on your behalf right. to their account to them to yeah. run. So right. they're like, okay, how can this guy make me money? And so I didn't have this issue because I have no money. So it was literally like, oh, what do you want? Yeah, okay. Yeah. you know. Right. But then other kids or, or even business guys come in, and we've seen this from guys that are, like, good, hardworking dudes that have made a fortune, mm -hmm. and they just get run, rung through the ladder on, like, oh, you need this, and you got to hire this guy to hire yeah. this. That's not to help that guy. It's to help, it's you to know. Right, help sure. that guy's yeah. bottom line. And it's painful to watch because you see guys who you can tell they've put their – you know, they're, they're, they're heart, blood, and soul into this deal, and now they're losing money left and right because somebody's selling them on stuff they don't need. Yeah. So, have, have you seen anybody um, ever hop into, with no experience or little to no experience, hop in a car and be like, wow, yes. like, 
this yeah. dude is Honestly. ridiculously talented, and I don't know how he's doing that with the car right now. Yeah, it does, it it's, does it, it's not as common, obviously, because it's For know, sure. it's like getting a winning lottery ticket. Yeah. But yeah. there are a couple of people. One guy that sticks out in my mind, he was a businessman named John Field. I think he might be in jail now. Yikes. Oh, you might be right. Doesn't he, matter. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Go he, on. He, Allegedly. It was some sort of tax thing. So um, he didn't kill anybody. <laughs> That, oh, we that's okay. that we know of, that we know of, that we know of. Um, a guy named John Field, he used to race, he's a gentleman guy, he started his own team out of Ohio, and he owned, like, uh, it was like a sports bar called Banana Joe's, and it was kind of like a, almost like a Fuddruckers or something, you know, like they had some gaming. Standard, and, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he owned, like, five or six of them, and that's how he made his money. And he, this guy was a wild man in the sense of button-down shirt, normal guy, right. you know, have a conversation with him. But he would fly in for the Daytona test days, which is like a three-day event a month before the 24 hours of Daytona, where you kind of get everything ready, you get your lineups all sorted out, and get who you're going to have right. for your car. And then you come back a few weeks later and do the race. He would fly in on, like, the Sunday at the last minute because he had business stuff going on, get in the car, and he was driving prototypes. He was in the top class. And he would get in the car, and he'd go out, and he'd match Oliver Gavin, his teammates, fast lap. And he's a gentleman guy. He's, a, he's not a pro race car driver. Right. And that has never left my mind from the first time I saw it back in, like, 01. Because I'm like, I, like, I, from my own racing at that point, which hadn't been very much, I'm like, I have to work up to it. Like, I can't just get in a car and bam. Right. And I'm 16 at the time. And right. he's, you know, 45-year-old businessman from right. Ohio. And he was like that. He would right. just go out and drive so fast. And he was just a guy. Right. Like, he wasn't, like, a how do you, 15 champion or anything. How much time, how much time do you... When we say seat time, how much seat time are you talking about? Like, how much time do you think he spent in the seat before, like, in regular cars, like in his fun cars on yeah, the track? I would say, you know, maybe two seasons worth. Right. But that's, like, through everything. You know, right. Because he was a business guy first, right. and this was his hobby. Um, they're, they're, it's surprising every now and then you get you get a guy that shows up who's not really raced much and gets in the car, and you're like, man, me and this guy can win a championship together, right. you right. know? Um the, the unfortunate thing is I coach a guy now in Ferraris, a guy named Joe Rubo, and he runs in the older Ferrari Challenge Series. Okay. And he makes good money, but he's not a multimillionaire that can just afford to right. blow yeah. it all away. And he's only been racing for like three years, and he's within a half second of Andy Lally and I when we coach him in his Ferrari. Really? And it's a GT speed car. It's fast. It's right. not like a small ST car. And we have this joke back and forth because I'm like, Joe – Win the lottery, would you? Because w with your speed, we drive with you. We could drive together. You would, right. we would win championships. Right. And he's like, I know, you know. So yeah. it's like it's one of those things. That's sweet. But, um, yeah, I'm headed out to um, to actually Monterey yeah. in a month um, or less than a month, maybe three weeks, um, to do I guess the pro course for the um, the Mercedes uh, AMG. Oh, the AMG Academy. Driving Academy. Yeah. So just, just I work with the company that. Uh, basically runs it, a company called AMCI that run it for okay. Mercedes. So nice. I know a lot of people you be with. But you'll be doing that at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. Yeah. Yep. Well, that leads us perfectly into our yeah, yeah. our they question got. segment. So Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca has a president, Jill Campbell, okay. who is an awesome, awesome lady. We'd never met her yeah. until uh, three days ago, <laughs> which is crazy. We met her like just like we met you, okay. yeah. even yeah. though right. she – thank you. She works in the sport, in the same so sport, we, should, never met. we should know her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, for the listeners at home, we will be doing a pass-along question. So, in this segment, you know, you're going to answer a question from Jill. Okay. And then we'll ask you a question. Or, sorry, you'll have a question for our next guest, who is John DeGeese. John DeGeese. From Sports Coach so 365. Okay. So, uh, first off, Jill Campbell from Laguna Seca, English lady, hilarious. 
great sense of humor, yeah. like immediately dirty jokes and, and, and just fun. And we were like, okay, this is going to be great. And we had a great lunch with her. And so along those lines, her uh, question for <laughs> for Sean Johnson, uh, the Chicago Fire soccer goalie, fire. is it true what they say about goalies and how they have big hands? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and is it true what they say about big hands? I can only speak for myself. <laughs> okay. And proceed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> Moving right along. Yep. <laughs> that, was the the best, yes. that was the best answer we've had. Um, and then uh, I answered this question immediately, but she, she wanted to change it to make it a little bit more professional, but no. Um, who is the fitter athlete, a driver or a soccer player? And I immediately said soccer player. I would I would agree at, at some extent, but I I hear like I hear things that some race some race car drivers actually run like like triathlons and like oh no for all sure. sorts of like do fitness freaks. Yeah, to and I think that comes more from the competition side of right of a, of a driver. Yeah. You know, the same mindset yeah. of using that, you go and do another stuff. And I'm not saying it's easy to be a driver, but I played in adult league soccer like four years ago. And I was in good shape at the time, and I was like, "This is hard. It's tough. Just like the cardio, because it's, it's just nonstop." Would, my question is, would I would I struggle like in a, an endurance race with if I if let's just say I had down like a car with a ton of downforce right. and like good braking capabilities? Would I struggle with my neck? And you would be okay. Your neck would be the thing you'd have to work on, right. but everything else would be fine. However, but let me explain this. If you were, if we were to take the same forces applied to you, and we put you in a closed room in a gym somewhere and applied it to you, you'd be totally fine. You would be right through the roof, yeah. no problem. You'd be good to go. If we put you in a race car and we send you on a racetrack, your heart rate's going to go through the roof, and you're going to going to drain yourself because of all the extra things that aren't in the gym. Right. Adrenaline, adrenaline dropping, fear. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Mental yeah. incapacity yeah. to deal with what's going on around yeah. you. Nervousness. Yeah. All of that stuff adds up, and okay. when you add that to it, it takes a long time until you're. Comfortable. comfortable. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So physically you'd be fine, but you would drain yourself because of all the uncertainties that you'd be going through. Once you get used to it, what I, I always tell this to guys I coach, because when you to get the most out of a car at like the level that I'm at, you are literally on the on the edge of crashing or, or going as fast as that car can actually go. Right. And so that's basically living on the edge of chaos. Right. And once chaos becomes the norm, right. it's not chaos anymore. For sure. So once you get comfortable sliding through corners side by side at whatever speeds with guys in the rain, right. and you do it all the time, right. it's just like playing soccer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But until that point comes, you're going to get out of a car after like 20 minutes on track, you're and like, you're oh. like, God, my hands yeah. are tired. Yeah. You know, and you're like, For I'm sure. sweating, and it's not even that hot out because you're just so The amped. one thing I thought about that would freak me out on a race like on a racetrack right now is if I was in a car and I was like coming along here and like I had faster cars in the track that were way faster and I'm braking now and all of a sudden I'm about to turn it and I see a car go and then brake and then turn like I'd be like well and that's where driving all the time becomes a very healthy thing to do right because the second that the driving part becomes second nature life is going to be a lot easier that you can sort of calmly think your way through because right. at that instant you're sort of got the tunnel vision and you're just worried about where your steering wheel is life is very different right so. okay i can't ima i literally can't imagine being like about to turn in or like be like to the point where i'm now about to turn the car in the car literally has braking capabilities enough to like be going pretty much as fast as i was like 200 feet 300 feet back from where i am now that's 
it's it's one of those things that with road racing because very rarely do other types of racing allow multiple classes so when you're doing like a because like when you retire from soccer and you start racing you're going to go to like an scca regional race at right. road atlanta or a nasa event at vir and you'll be out there on track with like up to 12 different classes and you could be in a spec miata which is like a you know 100 mile an hour top speed yeah. type of thing and there could be a guy out there in a Trans Am Camaro that can go 200 miles an hour. Right. And you could be on the track with him at the exact same time, right. both figuring it out. And funny enough, throughout your career, you'll, you'll notice, like, you'll be passing the guy in the Camaro right. through the corners. And then on the next straightaway, he blasts by and right. then you catch up to him on the brakes. Right. And, and it's just things like that that happen throughout your, throughout your uh, yeah. you know, up, upbringing and racing. Um, but it's just also, like Sean just said, it, it gives you experience. And so much of what I do now is like, okay, I know how to deal with this because I saw it one time yep. when it was raining yep. here or raining there and so forth. Yeah. So our next guest will be John DeGuise from Sports Car 365. And if you could ask John DeGuise one question about anything, what would it be? Sports Car 365. Give me, give me a little bit uh – so you're saying you don't know who Sports Car 365 is? You don't know about Sports Car legend John DeGeese. He lives, eats, breathes Sports Car racing. He, okay. If we mention Chicago Fire to him when we see him this he evening, he won't know what that. He'll, he'll say 911. Yeah, at most yeah. he'll think maybe we're talking about the fire department. How about this? All right. And it doesn't have to be a racing question. It certainly doesn't have to be serious. All right. Just one question. One. Can be, whatever. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Whatever. You ask, so if you had a choice – would you choose between Qdoba and Pan Express and why? <laughs> That'd be my first question. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's going in. That's going in. Yeah, we'll we'll stick we'll stick with that. We'll stick with the first question. Let's see how you yeah, respond. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So, what kind of racing do you watch now to you know keep it, keep into it? Like yeah, what, what I watch I watch all sorts, and yeah. obviously we talked about Lewis Hamilton, so I you know keep track of mm-hmm. uh, like Formula One and. Um, you know, through you know, Continental and, and you know, like developing these relationships with right. you know drivers. You know, I followed. Um, I basically followed like, the Tudor series. Um, you know, kept track and <laughs> yeah, it's the WeatherTech weather series now. Or well, technically, yeah, before, before it changed, they haven't had their first race yet. That is, no, no, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, because at at <laughs> we're gonna ro- that. WeatherTech. I wrote America was still Tudor, and then yeah, they changed yeah, to yeah, WeatherTech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's WeatherTech as of now. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was kind of cool. And then Townsend Bell. Um, through you know the what you got competition, yep. I was able to like latch on and follow him through all of the events he was doing. Right. It's kind of cool to see um, you know them win a championship this year, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been cool just to, just to follow different racing series. And anytime racing's on TV, I'll leave it on. And yeah, it was um, it was impressive to watch Townsend at Le Mans because lap after lap, I mean, he was almost within a second or a second and a half of Patrick Long. Yeah, you know, which is tough to do. I mean, like easily. Lap after lap, it seemed like you know if you can get within two seconds of Patrick Long. Patrick Long's the man. Then, then you're. Uh, is he? Good Patrick Long's. Oh, a Patrick Long's badass. Patch, yeah, yeah. Uh, factory Porsche driver. He's the yeah. guy that yeah. drives with Patrick Dempsey. Right. So okay. you, yeah, you don't need to know anything about right. him other than that he's so, the guy that well, drives with Patrick like, so, Dempsey. So, so from a racer standpoint, like, he is the elite of the elite. He is. He, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, if you're looking at people to aspire to professionally as a driver, he's one of those guys, you know, that you would say this is, this is a kid who has done it right. right. Yeah. Uh, right. Because he's very polished. He doesn't say stupid stuff. Right. To a fault for our podcast. Yeah, we actually tried to get him to and he wouldn't And he wouldn't, yeah. yeah. And he, he wanted, way too he's, polished. Like, he's like, we're going to go off all out here. We're going for and it. And it was like, like the no. most perfectly said <laughs> thing ever. You're like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, like we talked about earlier, the, the racing douche is a very easy 
full, it's a very easy trap to fall yeah. into. Yeah. And so, uh, um, you know, and it's very hard for, mo because most people in, you know, yourself would be a perfect example of, of somebody who's going to come in as an accomplished athlete, you know, or most people who come in are accomplished businessmen, or they were born into a position where they've had a lot of uh, you know, right, access sure. to things. And so all three of those things give you sort of a mindset that you can conquer the world yep. and get so all of a sudden it makes you think okay well i'm already qualified to do this out of the other thing and and the guys who succeed are the guys who check their egos at the door and yeah. say okay ryan eversley says you're going to be better doing a year of racing in a miata right i should damn listen to him right you know and that's right. the guys who do that are the guys who succeed for, right. for the most part who, sure. who say that who don't come in with some stupid story about oh well my sponsor wants me to do this thing that's not what they want right. you know it's, it's <laughs> things like like we hear that all the time yeah, like yeah. oh my sponsor wants me in tutor like no they don't that's your dad what right. are you doing yeah, so, yeah. um yeah. you know you want to drive the big car yeah that's, that's it. what it is yeah. and so if, if you can come in with a certain sense of humility and right. say okay for sure you know because the the street lamborghini that you've been driving for the last yeah. year is does not translate to to really being at the limits turn after turn after turn sure. after turn and so that that's where to listening to the, to the people around you just like it would be in I would, yeah i would i would say i would love to i've i've taken um i've been in the passenger seat of like a radical that's probably oh, yeah the, those are fast yeah the, yeah. Cool, the coolest car i've been in to date but i want to like i want to feel on a consistent basis how it feels to be at the limit all the time and i guess like obviously i'll get to the point where i can be somewhere close to right that limit but in that process is there anything that you would say that i need to do like starting out or like is what's what's imperative like is it just seat time on the track or is it also the skid pad or is it like seat, autocross or it's, is it's it seat time and almost anything you can get in like if you can get in a go-kart because it's it's available in the winter right you know because if you're still up here you're not gonna be able to our do go -karts, a lot our go karts like, just are about awesome and they yeah. they I, 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 if you were, you know, 10 years old, I'd be like, let's get you a go-kart, right. you know, get you going again, going. But what they do is they keep all the reactions sharp. They give you the basic understanding of chassis and right. balance and things like that. It just keeps, like, muscle memory going the right, right way. Right. Um, and then when you have the time, if you can get on a track day, if you can go do, like, a lapping day at Skip Barber or Bob Bondurant or anything like that. But right now, it's like they, as, because you have a real job, you're busy. It's like just do something once a month to keep yourself, like, right. into it, and right. then you'll be fine when it's time to actually start, and you'll continue to have conversations like this. Yeah. It just won't be recorded. And even <laughs> go-karts. Go-karts are fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are people that just do that as their hobby yeah. instead of blowing cool. it out with cool. GT cars. Yeah. Is, I'm sure um, is your girlfriend rich? Uh, oh, maybe. Her, her, oh, he's thinking about her it. Her personally, probably not at this point. Not at this point. Yeah. Will she be within a few years? Uh, maybe. I mean, uh, and she'll stick with you. Yeah, not trade up. Yeah. Hope, hopefully. Trade up. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully, I can make make enough in the in the short term to to still be around okay. when she gets rich. Um, if not, if she's cool with it, maybe take a couple years off. Find somebody super wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> then divorce, take half. Is it Illinois, 50 50 state? Yeah. I, don't know. Okay. I think, well, Georgia. Yeah, the same. Georgia is 50 yeah. 50. Yeah. Okay. See there. So this is, to, it, honestly, this is the smartest game plan. I think she might here. be okay with this. To be okay. Fair. If, she, so if she benefits in the long run. She will. And so this is my point. This nah. is the smartest career advice yeah. you're ever going to really get. Okay. Mary Rich. Yeah, listen to it. It could just be like, to, you know, <laughs> look at me and think that guy's successful. I'm going to listen to him. Um, uh, two or three years. All right. You know, no prenups. 50-50 state. No prenups. No prenups. Standard. Uh, 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 <laughs> are you a fan of uh, Yeezy? Yeah. Okay. So you'll be the, the gold digger equivalent. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, and she'll be driving off in a Honda. I have, have no problem <laughs> being a sugar, like sugar daddy. Yeah, or sugar, sugar mama. Yeah, finally sugar yeah. mama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so uh, uh, and, and, and after just two or three years of that, cash out. What's happening right now? I'm giving honest to God this good is, career advice. 
this was his plan in his head right. that he wanted to follow. So now he's trying yeah, to Yeah, I failed. I was going to say, why, what's, what's his base off of? I, I think there's kidnapping involved in the week. plan yeah. that he's going <laughs> to no, come they, up with. And why am I not driving? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're, you're just about to get to the kidnapping part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the so ransom, then go to Juarez. So there's a city. It's called Juarez. Now. Anyway. Tell us about having a Lamborghini for a year. Yeah, Lamborghini was was awesome. Yeah. Um, I I thought because getting in the car and driving in the what you got competition, obviously I had no autocross experience whatsoever, and I was sure like most of the guys in the competition had no experience driving yeah. a car. And I know that like um, there were a few guys that had been like on a racetrack doing like some like promotional event or like right. had some track days in Kansas City, which is which is cool, but um, didn't know what to expect. And I was only driving first gear around this autocross track. And then, so when I got to, you know, basically you blow through first, second, third, Ripping. do whatever I wanted. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And then, obviously, got more comfortable in that car. And it's uh, it's a pretty well balanced car. I mean, I guess makes you get. I mean, it's super expensive car, so you're you're getting what you pay for, I guess. Right. Um, but it's uh, it was cool to drive around and just feel like pretty much secure in the car all the time. Right. It had so much power. Yeah. Now, were you? Um were you given any sort of uh, rules? Like, were they like, hey, look, 5,000 miles, like, don't put regular gas in it? Like, was there any stipulations that went with getting yeah. a free Lamborghini? Yeah, I had a mileage limit. How much um, was it? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 were, we were talking about we this. We were joking in. about it. Really. All right, yeah, so I had. It, and, and I think it's probably, like, it, uh, the car was given by uh, Ogara. It was Beverly Hills Lamborghini. Beverly Hills Lamborghini. Beverly Hills Lamborghini. Yes. Tom Ogara. Yes. Tom Ogara's the man. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, <laughs> Lamborghini's gone. What Ten months. Yeah. Oh, is it ten months? Oh, least? yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, we that. saw the thing. Yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. So feel free to edit this or keep it. Whatever you want to do. So ten months. Uh, the car got picked up yesterday. Right. Oh. Literally. Sad. I was talking to Sherry about it. You're yeah. <laughs> like, what's the deal? I was so gassed. So I get a call. They're like, yeah, your you know lease is almost up. Blah blah blah. It's uh, yeah, ten months, four thousand miles, and no other stipulations like. They took care of everything else. Right. Insurance, sure. whatever. That's cool, yeah. Oh, they took care of the insurance. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, which is which is very nice. But my driving record, I have literally yeah, nothing. Yeah. So right, right. That was my my thing. I was like, you sh- like going forward, check driving records. If they're good, no problem. Sign something saying, if, you, if anything happens in this time period, you yeah, assume all responsibility. Sure, sure. So, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so I get a call from uh, the guy. Lamborghini. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we're you know, we're gonna pick the car up, blah blah blah. We're gonna like organize this, and I'm like, looking at my calendar, I'm like, yeah, it's only October, right. and I realized, like, I knew the four thousand miles, so I have like my odometer set, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna drive it right up to it. So, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is where like, uh, I'm, I see what's happening. Uh, here we go. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm not happy. So <laughs> I got to maybe thirty six hundred miles, oh. thirty five hundred miles. Yeah, right. I have a solid amount of mileage left to do like yeah, whatever really yeah, do, yeah yeah like tires are basically brand new no problem like i'm gonna give this car back to you intact yeah, yeah. with zero tires on it so Correct. um you've driven rental cars yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get a call and saying we're gonna pick the car up then the next week i'll tell them after wednesday you're available to pick the car up I go you know what no problem like that's what this contract says we're good they were supposed to call me and tell me when they're picking the car up I'm on the way to the stadium in a Lamborghini, and they go, I get a call. Hey, this is so-and-so Motorsports. Um, we're picking the car up uh, today. Um, 
we're in Gary, Indiana. We're about two hours away. I said, or not an hour away in Gary, Indiana. And I'm like, wait, like you're picking the car up today, today. He's like, yeah. He's like, we're, you know, we're on the way. I go, and who was going to tell me like yeah. you guys were coming to pick the car up? He's like, they're supposed to have called you. Didn't call. Was so this directly with Ogara? Yeah. Uh, what's that? Was it directly with Ogara? Uh, the, the the well, the chat I had was with some guy that worked for Lamborghini, but he was like, okay. I'll put you in contact with the car company. They'll organize when they come and pick the car up. And he's like, they should have called you regardless and told you right. when we were Yeah, no the kidding. So get to the stadium, still have, like, whatever, 500, 600 miles left to burn. And he's on the way, and I'm, like, panicking. I'm like, I have to practice. <laughs> I have to go do rehab. I have to go yeah, run you gotta fitness. Yeah, you got to do your job, right. He's going to be here at a certain time. Like, there's only so much I can do between now and then. Right. And then I just, I just gave up. I was like, you know what? I thought about just, like, blowing past him and then just, like, just – Right. Going for like Try an hour, and, yeah. and then coming back. <laughs> and like me. teammates were supposed to get right, all this stuff. But right. yeah, it was it was. Cool. I mean, I had a car for ten right. months, so right. I, I mean, anything that I could do in you know thirty six hundred miles. Have you now? Have you thought about done. maybe having a racer name beyond Deshaun Johnson? Because that's that's just too average. Yeah, that is that is pretty average. We need. To I may legally change my name if I ever to get what? into racing. Well, to, no. to like a racing name? Yeah. I'm so not like sure. what would it be? I'm not sure. Um, Sean Johnson Hamilton. Yeah, could be. I would come up with a ridiculous story about how it's related to <laughs> Hamilton. You should. Yeah. You're um, going to be fine as a driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That still happens. No, I'll, I'll for sure make up a cool story to go along with the name change. Okay. Um, yeah, but I haven't, haven't really thought about that. Okay. I haven't really thought about that. If, you want, if, there's a, if there's a driver you should model yourself after, it's Austin Dillon. <laughs> you need, like, because he's got, like, eight signature moves when he wins a race, and you should probably have, like, nine or ten. Well, yeah. Why don't yeah. you do that now in soccer? Like, do you have a thing, like, where you wear, like, green gloves when everybody else is wearing? Or is there any, like, trademark Sean Johnson thing? Like, you uh, because we're going block. to a game tomorrow. So, like, if okay. you were to be in the game. Now, how do we pretend well, like we know you? Now, hang on. Let's there. get oh, one, okay. one thing at a time. But is that, like, like, is there a thing that you do where it's, like, Sean's always got his red cleats on? or? Um, I, would, I would say uh, – I mean, my, my routine is pretty much the same right. every, every game, so they can look forward to it. And, like, I'll always stay and, like, like you just cheer the fans. So, yeah, yeah. I don't have any, like, crazy thing I do after making a save because I think that will blow up really quickly <laughs> like, in your face. My trademark is blocking <laughs> fucking balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, not <laughs> my trademark is being in uh, Major League Soccer. <laughs> I've th thought, thought about getting involved in celebrations. Yeah. And this is honest truth. I've <laughs> said if, if they could do something, like, across the field where, like, they score and I either – full-out sprint and get involved in the celebration or they look across like he runs like sprints back to half yeah. field like does like a sharpshooter <laughs> back to my goal yes please and i just get hit and please I fall please and they come over make and, like, us happy resuscitated that would be please make us happy the coolest thing please make us happy please do this yeah. is, there, is there there's no rules against it like an nfl right no Oh, please do that. Yeah. Just for us. Yeah, it should but, turn into like a full thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, w I would. But there's I'm, like a I'm, whole scene. Not, there's yeah. like a Western shootout, and there's like a countdown. <laughs> yeah. And then there's and a guy the like celebration doing spans moves. for like five minutes, <laughs> and the translate. Like, to the point where people are like, like right. we got to go. We were with it for the first 20 <laughs> seconds, but now it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> yeah. Guys, it's dark out. We were with them. I actually don't know what the protocol would be if a celebration lasted for like 10 minutes. So this is, you guys are last place. Yeah. Who cares? Let's get some fans. Let's get some viral buzz going. True. All right, we um, Ryan and I are marketing geniuses, so can we get the I won't, I won't, I won't um because we have to work on this. I think we have to. I could, I could ask. I could ask the media guy if you guys oh. get in the locker room. It depends on if you guys. Well, we weren't actually planning on, but we would love if it. If you guys got there a little early, then sure. yeah. Um, okay. We're known for being on time. Yeah, I won't. I won't, unfortunately won't be playing. Because yeah, I'm right, right, right. But um, have but you ever done uh, men's national team single? 
What's that? Have you ever traveled with men's national teams singles? Yes. Which country is best? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I really liked Austria and Cyprus. Okay. Cyprus. Yeah, okay. I've heard I've heard good things about the Czech Republic. I've heard good things about Amsterdam, obviously, but I've never never been there. So. Okay. Do you know uh, Spencer Pompelli? Is that Spencer Pompelli? No, I don't think so. Oh, Maybe. he killed somebody. Oh. Well, that's, a big, that's a good reason not to know him, though. So, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I, I'm happy. Well, I have one, one, last, one last question for yeah. you. Oh, so okay, yeah. Sure, podcast. Going, going, to the, going to the Mazda Speedway. The Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca. The infamous. <laughs> the infamous <laughs> Say hello to the president, Jill Campbell. What's that? If you see Actually, a, we need to make that happen. Yeah, if like, you see a woman need, with purple hair. Yeah, we're going to yeah. send her over to say yeah. hello because okay. that would be. She's awesome. Well, because when, when we are you going to do that? Yeah, 14 to 15 of November. Perfect. That's perfect. This isn't going to air until like the 18th or be okay. available for download until the okay. 18th. Sweet. So we could get a photo of them. The, the two of you. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so that the infamous is blind turn. Corkscrew. Yeah. 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 You, need, you need to know it's called the corkscrew because if you said that to like a bunch of racers, they'd be like, this guy's out of here. Again, yeah. Yeah. you can't unring that bell. Yeah, it'd be gotcha. like me so. like saying like, oh, did you hit a home run? Okay. You know, right. like, cool, how many cool, touchdowns cool. do you get? The, cor the corkscrew. The corkscrew. It's a big deal. Um, so what was the question about it? Like okay, what is there is there anything to know as far as I mean at the pace that I'm going to be going through there probably they they'll tell you you'll be with an instructors Correct. and they'll, they'll if they're smart they'll tell you that there's a tree that when you get to the top of the hill if you look straight at the tree when the world drops down and away you'll be right on line. Okay. So the funny story about that is the first time I went there I knew about the tree but I, no one had shown me which one to look for. Right. <laughs> and so I like get to the top of the hill and I turn in and there's a tree and I'm like that's got to be it. And I just right. went right back to the gas and I drove straight through the gravel trap. Yeah. I mean I literally was four feet off the road. Just bah, 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 yeah. And I was like what? what? Yeah. You so know? I've actually been so it's kind of cool I mean just for fun I mean I, I play like Rancher all sorts of video games. Yeah, yeah. So I've got like Forza and right. like I've got a little steering wheel set up at home. Do you play FIFA? Yeah. Oh, do you play soccer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love FIFA. Who FIFA's like my favorite. What's that? I don't you play as myself. Oh, that's how you get that. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, no. See, because nah. I've been told like, that's nah. like the dude's the only, move. The only, like, how could you not? The only time I've ever picked myself in that game is yeah. because my girlfriend was like, I want to see what you look like. Yeah, do you look, does it look like you? <laughs> no. Does it? No. Please tell me it's a white guy. It's Please tell me it's a white guy. It's pretty like, close. It's a Mexican guy. And pretty he's close. Like a, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I've never been. I like, had facial hair. I have a full like stash. Got like, full. Yeah. Got full chops. Yeah. You know, mutton yeah. chops. Um, That's yeah. She, she, she was, no, she it happened to a buddy of mine who played for the way. army. He's a black dude. And uh, uh, and on on he was like so excited because he he made the army team. He jumped yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he bought NCAA. This is like 2001. Right. And it was a white guy. <laughs> like that's, like, that's how you so know. Like, like 50 50. Yeah. Like maybe 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 football is not my thing. Like yeah, it's, I know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Poor guy. So you don't play as yourself. What's that? No. See, that's almost like what you do is like you have a girl coming over. You're like, oh hey, what's going on? Uh, yeah, let me shut this game down real that, quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> when you put the freeze frame. Like, oh, it's frozen. I don't know yeah, what's going on. Uh, but the controller is I'll get a off. guy to fix it. We're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah well, these these are uh, for you guys. Oh, oh awesome. Yeah. Look at oh, yeah. cool. so that. Well, we we bought you food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, lunch is on us. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fair trade. Wow, awesome. thank you. This no, is awesome. Yeah, there's, cool. there's three in there. Okay. So, yeah. Cool, cool. So we can sell those and then yeah. uh, get and out of town. Yeah, yeah. pay for the call, call me, Sean. We're stuck outside the stadium. We forgot <laughs> our tickets. There's, there's like people sitting in your seats. Like, wait, thank you for the tickets. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's like, hey, that's the guy that sold us the tickets. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, bro? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Sean, thanks for the tickets. All good, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to tomorrow. For sure. Uh, that's cool. It's the most fun we'll have this whole month. Yeah, the rest of it is going to suck. So, cool. All right. Uh, can we follow you on Twitter? Yeah. 
Yeah. At Sean Johnson. S John two five. S John two five. Yep. Cool. Uh, anything else? Instagram. Instagram, same thing. Grinder. Uh, no. No Tinder. No Tinder. Nope. Uh, not yeah. anymore. Not on Farmers Only. <laughs> no, no, <that>. <laughs> <laughs> It actually, it actually scares me every time I hear that commercial. Like the it's, Farmers it's, Only? Yeah. You're not on Farmers Only. I know. I live in L.A. <laughs> here's, here's a question for you. Have you ever seen the commercial for blackpeoplemeet.com? Yes. The first time I heard that commercial, I was looking down, typing on my computer, and I just had background noise yeah. on. And for some reason, all I thought was meat, like chicken or oh, fish bunch, or yeah. steak. Yeah. I just oh heard meat, God. and I was like, blackpeoplemeat.com. There's, like, there's literally what a website the? for any and every type of person. In the, it's yeah. so crazy. Like, I know I've a girl that got married off a of J-Date, and J I was yeah, like, what's J-Date? She's yeah. like, oh, it's Jewish Day. I was like, what? what? Yep. Like, oh, okay. There's, there's all sorts of, like, if you like up late at night and you're watching, like, random TV, like, TV shows, you're fine. No worries. Um, these commercials will pop on, and it's like, there's, like, <laughs> and there's, like, one for Asians, and you're like, Wait. No, I'm there's a market for that, my friend. I've never. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's a big fan. <laughs> I love them. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, though. When I heard J Date, I was like, what does that stand for? And, and she's like, oh, it's Jewish dating or whatever. I was like, what? what? It's like, you're not even hiding it. <laughs> like, I don't want to tell the stories about to tell. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Late night TV, man. That's where it's at. Yeah. I'm like, I got to go to bed. That's <laughs> what it all happens. <laughs> I'm like, filling out every one of them. Like, jdate.com. Sure, why not? <laughs> Continental's got the check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow, and Continental's got the check. I'm finished. All right. Sean Johnson, a really, really fun guy to hang out with. Uh, Hub 51. I think I said it during the recording, but... That place was awesome. If uh, if there was one place I would absolutely seek out of all the places we went to, it would be that place. So, uh, anyway, and thanks to Sean for the tickets. We did, in fact, go to the game the next day. And uh, in theory, we'll have a video about it when I get to it. Uh, but anyway, so we'll, uh, we'll close out with another song by L. Carpenter, uh, who uh, should be available on iTunes. Uh, this is a song called Life Just Happens to You. Enjoy.
she planned it How could he turn his back on her first love Sometimes it's a biggie.